Let me personally invite you to Ignite, starting two weeks from tonight. It really is a transformational experience. Uh, there's, there's community that develops. You, you have the sense of fresh new belonging when you go and, and become a part of that over the period of time that runs. Uh, so you want, I, I would really encourage you to do that. Will there be somebody out in the foyer? Okay. Michelle will be out there and uh, she will do the, all that stuff while you're signing up. <laughs> She'll do the thing, do it all while you're signing up tonight. <laughs> I know it looks strange to have a 72 year old man doing that, but it's all right. Yeah, Jesus does it. And he's older than I am. <clears throat> By a little. But no, I really, I, I, w- I would love to see you there two weeks from t- tonight. Ignite, you can sign up in the foyer. Please do so. Uh, thank you. Thank you, thank you. You're here? Are you here? All right. Me too. Me too. I'm glad to be here. Thankful to be here. I, I have a warning for you this morning, a, an admission, confession, not of sin. <laughs> Thank God he is faithful, isn't he? Don't you just love this woman right here? Isn't she amazing, amazing person? She's great. Wow. Uh, yeah, I, I volunteered as all to something this week. Uh, and it wasn't a casual commitment, so you're really hooked into this. And uh, I don't repent of it. Uh, I did it with intentionality. But uh, it really is, it, it's more of a covenant that I committed us to and a covenant that really has been, uh, we made a lot of years ago. But it's good to every once in a while refresh that covenant, isn't it? Just to say amen to it again. And I've really committed us to something. And uh, so, uh, you're too spread out. Everybody stand and come up forward. Come on, come on, come up close. Come on close. If you can, if you can stand, if you can walk. If somebody can push you up here, if somebody can carry you up here, just come up, come in nice and close. Nice and close. It's a secret. Yes, it's a secret. If you're visiting this morning, you feel more comfortable sitting there, please feel free to do that. There's no, no judgment on that at all. Come on, there's plenty of space here. Make room in the aisle there. Come on. Come on down so people can get in behind you. Oh, that's better. That's better. Come come in closer so people behind you can come on in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's better. 
I didn't do this for you. I did it for me. <laughs> Just be honest. This is the truth. I did volunteer you to something, but let me give you just a little bit of background to that. Oh, let me give some context for it. Uh, Deb and I, <coughs> excuse me, Deb and I were invited this week to a minister's retreat. Uh, there were probably three to 400 ministers there. I, I don't know how many, but it was a full, full banquet room in uh, a hotel on the lake in South Lake Tahoe or North Lake Tahoe. It's gorgeous. Absolutely beautiful setting. And uh, on the last morning of this retreat, there was a man that came up and uh, began to share what God was doing with his ministry in San Francisco, right on the edge of the inner city, right in the inner city of San Francisco. And it's a church that's been historically there forever. Uh, When it first began, it just just transformed that whole neighborhood and everything. But life's changed a lot of that stuff, and, you know, the city's changed quite a bit. And this young man and his wife stepped into that situation and said, we're going to make a difference. And they began to do that. But the thing that was so so, uh, impacting to me was he, he began to describe their times together as a body. And the presence of the Lord that was so impacting them. And how that was going outside of that into the community around them. And they live right on the edge of the worst part of San Francisco. Church is right on the edge of that. And they're reaching these young people and kids and, and families that are coming out of those places. But the key to it was their love for the presence of God. And the way that they allowed the presence of God to dominate everything that he was the object of their praise he was the object of their gathering together and uh, he talked about how you know it changed their services and how people they hadn't responded they would interrupt what they're doing normally and and just allow God to really exercise his purposes and wills that's nothing new to the commitment we've made in this church years and years and years ago. When he finished, when he, actually, I don't think he actually finished. He was so enthusiastic and so everybody in the house was being lit up by this expression that the leader of the retreat stepped forward and he said, I think we need to react. We need to respond to this. Uh, how many of you in your churches, again, these are all leaders of churches, leaders of ministries. How many of you would like to commit to that kind of thing happening in your churches? Amen. Well, I was the very first one to stand up. <laughs> it's not, I do know you well, but this is your heart too. The presence. It's all about him. That it's his presence that in a moment transforms. In a moment changes the atmosphere. In a moment changes our perspective. In a moment can set us free. And there's a, there's a world around us. And when I say that, it's the world that you walk into and you, everyone around you. 
as individuals, we walk into the world, and that world is in desperate need of his presence. They need him. They need his power and his releasing, his manifestation through us. Because without that, we are nothing. We might be able to do some good little community stuff. Community is important, but only as it invests in and releases the presence. And we've got some great stuff going on in this church. I am so proud of Ryan and our teams that are, are producing wonderful things for families. And there's so much is going on. And I want that. But let's never step away from the presence. You okay? Mark Crawford uh, gave me a a prophetic word about uh, maybe three months ago. And he said, the Lord wants to take you back. He wants you to go back to a window of opportunity. I'm not going to describe what that window was because I don't think that would be helpful. But a window of opportunity, a time frame that he gave me. So I want you to go back to that time frame. And the Lord is saying to go back to that time frame. And I want to speak to you from there. It was a time when things were simple but significant. When it was uncluttered. And your focus and your heart was one way. Go back to that place. Because I want to bring that. I want to fulfill that again. That time. I've been working at that. Saying, God, what does that mean? What does that look like? How do I pray into this? How do I respond to that? Because it's not about just going back. Right? It's that, that there, there was a time frame where things were, were so uncluttered and so pure and so right. And we were going for things and I was going for things. I had dreams and things like that and that got cluttered. And he wants us to go back because he still has some of those things he wants to fulfill. And he wants to do that. But we have to come back to that simplicity of the gospel. It's him. It's just him. Yeah. Yeah. It's just him. I can really appreciate what Ryan said last week when he got up here. He said, I'm not sure. I've got a good message here, but... So, I guess what I'm saying, and there's a lot of people missing this morning. You know, a lot of people are out on various ministries, some of them and other places this morning. But you're here for a reason. And those watching online that are part of the mission, you're here for a reason. You're listening for a reason to this video, whether it's live or later. You're meant to hear this. You're meant to be challenged by this.
You are the ones he's calling. He's calling to come back to the simplicity of the gospel. That he, we took communion this morning. He went to the cross not to give us a lesson. He didn't even do that to give us a book. You know I believe in this book. But he gave us permission to walk into the presence and to live in the presence. He gave us access. He didn't he didn't do it so we could have really high tech services. I love our worship teams. I love the way they practice. I love the way they're ready. They're, they come prepared. There's an excellence about them. But he didn't even die for that. He died so we could worship him. The time for signs, wonders, and miracles to be reunited in the reignited in the house is now. But not so we can say, "Look at us," but so that the world might know, and that, that the compassion of Jesus would be demonstrated in our body physical body and our church body that the compassion of Christ would be so evident the manifestation of Jesus in the house heals people heals people it restores people it it sets them free brings liberty and all those things And I'm not even saying we haven't had that. I mean, listen, we come into this place, he's here. He's here in a very unique and special way. At this retreat, we had people come up to us and say, we've come to your church. We visited when we took our breaks as pastoring. We walked into your church and we were renewed. And we were changed. We wanted to thank you. Young people, young, young ministers, Old ministers, they're even okay. (laughs) They put their arms around us and wept because of what they experienced here in this place. That hasn't changed. But it's time to renew the covenant. Our covenant with God that more than anything else, Lord, we want you. We want your presence. And we don't want to wait. We don't need to wait. We just need to yield. We just need to yield. This is true for our corporate setting, but it's also true for our individual lives. He's looking, longing to be right with us not an addendum to what we do.
but the purpose of what we do. I volunteered you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. We were there as guests. We're not part of that organization. And many of them, as I said, had come up to us. We, you know, we respect you. We just love you for who you are and what you've done and what your church has done and all that stuff. And yet I was the first one to stand and say, I want more. More. I want more. It's a matter. It's a matter of saying yes to God before we know the question. Just what I said. Hello. Oh, there we go. When we um, when we walked into that last gathering that morning, it, it just let you know it was a bit of a bizarre situation, honestly, for us. There was a man there that was in his sixties that was getting ready to retire that was in our youth group. I'm like, I feel so weird right now. <laughs> but when I walked into that last service, I turned to Dave and I said, uh, there's a yes hanging in the room. And I started reliving an experience I had. I started counting the years this morning, actually, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, it was like 26 years ago. And I was actually speaking at a pastor's wives retreat at Mount Hermon when we were still part of that organization and the Lord had kept for several weeks at that point he just kept saying are you going to say yes and I'm like what am I saying yes to and because I'm a person if you know me if, if I say yes then it's good I'm gonna it's gonna happen right my yes is a yes, but if I say no, then forget it. You know, <laughs> so I make those decisions very serious. You know, I take my time. And the Lord just kept saying, Deb, are you going to say yes? And I'm like, what am, what am I saying yes to? And it's silence. Now, this was before renewal. My father had passed away suddenly, and I was just devastated. And he was just challenging my faith. He said, you don't really trust me. I thought I did, but I didn't. And he said, are you going to say yes? And I'm like, I don't know. And I, for weeks, I was crying. So I'm like, I love you, but I don't know that I can trust you. So here I am, one of the speakers at a pastor's wife's retreat. And I got up to speak, and I just started crying. And I said, God's asking me to say yes. But I don't know what I'm saying yes to. And so I don't know if I'm going to say yes. And I just start weeping and weeping. During this conference this last week, a lady came up to me and she was crying. She said, I was in that meeting 26 years ago. I remember you saying 
that very thing that God was asking for a yes, and you didn't know what you were going to say. She said, I really didn't have a clue what you were talking about. Because when I looked out at all the ladies, they looked like, what's wrong with her? You know, <laughs> She needs some medication. <laughs> and honestly, that's what they like, get her off the stage quick, you know. And she, she, was, she was crying. She said, I remember that day. I remember you saying that. And I remember I had no idea what you were talking about. But then she, she just grabbed me. She said, I'm so glad you said yes. So towards the end of that meeting that Dave was talking about, everybody's like kind of weeping. And we don't, they didn't know what to do. And we're just on, we'd been invited up to that front table. I'm just weeping my head off. And the um, district official turned to me and he said, I want you to go up and share with what you just saw in the room. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I kind of stood up and got to the front. And it was interesting, when I walked in the room, it was like an old-fashioned uh, game show, the stage. I mean, not that it looked like that, but that's what I saw. And this sign bumped down, you know, like the old times where the sign bumps down. <laughs> and it said, the price is right. Amen. And I'm like, what is happening right now? And, and then another sign bumped down over it, and it said, will you say yes? That's the price. So I just shared what I just shared with you of that decision I made 26 years ago. And the opportunity is hanging in the room. Are you going to say yes? People started like wailing, right? I mean, they just, they just start crying and weeping. And several people just started shouting out, yes, yes. I mean, you have to understand, this was an organization we were invited to leave because we said yes. Yeah, we were dismissed. We were dismissed from that because we said yes. So the dynamic is a little weird that we're sitting at the president's table and he's asking me to share what I'm seeing. You know what I mean? It was just a moment. But once... It, but God was still asking for my yes. And that's why I was so broken. Not just what friends, like there was a man there that was like in his 60s that's getting ready to retire that was in our youth group. <laughs> that's very strange. But that's what's hanging in the room today. It's will you say yes. And he's not going to explain to you what it's going to look like. You look all through scripture. I thought that was a, a unique experience, but I realized, he goes, Deb, have you read the Bible? <laughs> Every time I ask for a yes, I never explain. And I'm like, you're so right. I just never noticed that before. He always asks for our yes before we know what he's asking us to say yes to. So I just speak courage over you today. We're going into our new season. We're going into a fresh season. But like Dave said, we've got to bring the old and the new together. And, and do you have a yes in your heart? Don't, don't wait to understand it. Because I can guarantee that's probably not going to happen. But he's just looking for a yes.
uh, if you can kneel, would, would you mind just kneeling? I'm it's harder for some of us than others. Or you can sit in the chair right, right there, right where you are. Oftentimes in marriages, good marriages, there comes a point which, you know, they're celebrating a 25th anniversary or a 40th or 50th anniversary and they do a renewal of vows. And it's really meaningful. I know when, when we, we had our, four, I think it was our 40th anniversary, I really felt the Lord just, uh, just speaking to me about if I had it to do over again, I'd do it over again. But that I want more in our relationship. And I think that's what we're to do this morning is renew our vows. Renew our vows. I wear a ring. I wore it this morning. Haven't worn it for a while. It's on my license plate. It's NIS. Came across this slogan of a family in Scotland from many years ago. Family crest. Lord spoke to me very plainly. He said, that's what I want to make you and your family and your church. NIS stands for non-inferior secutus, the Latin phrase. And it means not having followed inferior things. There are inferior ways that can attract us. It's time to renew our vows to the Lord. And I know this is Ryan's heart. Ryan, would you join me on platform, please? This is his desire, I know, because we've talked about it. I know because it comes through everything he shares from this platform, speaks on. It was, wow, 20, 24, 25 years ago, we were in Kentucky. Ryan and I and Deb were invited by Dano. He was on staff back there at the time, and they were having a, an explosion. <laughs> it's the only way I could say it. It was strange to us at the time. It was weird. People were actually happy to be in church. And <laughs> God was doing so many wonderful things, but it looked so strange to us. People with flags. And uh, like presence of God was there. It was really strange. And we were, Ryan and I and Ryan, Deb were in the audience. Uh, now, I don't remember. I, Pletty Keith was talking. And, and at some point he said, how many of you are willing? And I might have been how many are willing to say yes. I don't remember exactly what it said. I don't know if you remember at all. No. But that was the gist of it. How many of you are willing to say yes? Because he knew what the cost would be. But he knew the price was right. 
And he invited anyone to come up onto the platform and, and kneel. And I think Ryan and I were just about the first ones up. We both, that's why I wanted him on the platform now. We both knelt and we said, God, whatever it costs, we are committed to you and your presence. Nothing else will do. Nothing else will satisfy. Give me Jesus. We knelt on that day and it marked our lives. God takes us back to those times, those markers in our life to remind us of what we've said yes to. But there are times we need to say it again. Not because we've become dirty or sinful, but because he wants to give us more. And yes, sometimes we have forgotten. Sometimes we have allowed inferior things to be priority. And he just wants for our sake and the kingdom's sake to come to him again and say, yeah, one more time. We say yes before we really know what we're saying yes to. It's okay. Anything you want to share, right? Yep. All right. Let's do that, huh? Don't do it if you can't. If you're not willing to pay the price. You say, well, okay, what's the price, right? (laughs) What's the price? (laughs) That's part of the yes. What's the price? He woke me early one morning, it's been a few years ago, and he said, are you willing to risk it all again? And I had a few questions. I had a few questions. I thought I risked it all again. What does again mean? And then what does all mean? (laughs) What does that mean? And he was just silent. Are you willing to risk it all again? Because there was a time. One of our pastor friends years ago, he said, he didn't understand what was going on in the church. He didn't understand what was going on, Deb. And I said, but I see you too. You stepped to the edge of the cliff and you saw the river down below. And you grabbed hands and didn't hesitate and jumped. Then I knew what he was saying again. Yeah. Are you willing to risk it all again? Well, I volunteered you. So you've already said yes, but now I'm going to let you say yes on your own. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We need you. We need you. Pour out your spirit. 
upon this city as well as this church. Upon these that are gathering here in a way we can't deny. We say yes to you, to your will, to your purposes among us. In our personal lives, we say yes. Yes, for the way our family, for our family's sake, for the kingdom's sake, for our neighborhood's sake, for the place where we work, the sake of those precious people that you love. We say yes. We say yes. We do repent of the inferior ways that we can get caught up into. And we ask you, Lord, just release us from those things. We lay them at your feet and say, maybe they were even good for the past season, but they're not good now. Maybe they were okay because we were in a different place, but they're not okay now. We lay them down and say, this is all about you. We say yes to you, Father. So pour out your spirit upon the all flesh that's in this room. The all flesh that's watching by video. Pour out your spirit upon us. We say yes. We say yes to you, Lord. We we don't ask what the cost will be because we, we wouldn't be able to handle it if you told us. We just say yes because we know that everything good and perfect comes out from the Father of lights. That you love us so much. If we asked for bread, you would not give us a stone. You would not hand us a, a snake. But you would grant us the desires of our heart when we take pleasure in you. We do ask. We ask for courage. We ask for courage. Yeah, we do. We're scared. Because you're scary at times. And we ask for courage. Courage, courage, courage. To step into places of belief and faith that we've laid aside because we got lazy. We've laid aside because, well, we're satisfied. But give us courage to step into the next realm of glory, the next realm of presence. Whatever that means to you, God. For you have the plans for us. And they're plans for a future and a hope. We release ourselves to you, our families, our husband, our wife, our sons, our daughters, our moms, our dads. Come into that inner man as Paul prayed that we would be strengthened with might through your power in the inner man. Strengthen us in the inner man. Put steel in our backbone to stand in our world with conviction and commitment to you.
bring us back to your simplicity. To who you are. Lord, we just ask that you get rid of the clutter that tends to hide the treasure that you have for us. Like the woman who lost her coin. She swept out her house because it was in the clutter where her coin was hidden. Holy Spirit, we allow you to sweep out the house. Our house, this house, to sweep it out of all the clutter that gets in the way of the treasures you've hidden for us. You are the pearl of great price. Give us courage to sell all that we can purchase what you've already purchased. (laughs) So you can have what you've already given us in its fullness. Oh, God, you're so good. I I can't say yes for all of you. I know I said I did, but I, I know I can't do that. Only you can do that. So let's just take a moment. You can do it quietly. You can do that. It doesn't matter. Let's just take a moment. And you meet with God in this moment. Yes. 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 As for me and my house. Yes. (laughs) Yes. If you're able, just begin to declare those things out loud. Yes, Lord. As for me and my house. Yes, Lord. We say yes to you. Sometimes you need to use your outdoor voice. Yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Yeah. Yes.
Yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. To Jesus I surrender, all to him I freely give, I will love and trust you ever in your presence daily live. I surrender all, I surrender all, all to Thee, my precious Savior, I surrender surrender all I surrender all all to thee my blessed Savior I surrender Surrendering all, Lord, we renew our vow to honor your presence above all else, to live with a constant awareness that you're here. And you're not here to observe, you're here to participate. We renew our vow to personally allow you into every part of our life, into every area of our heart, into every problem spaces, every areas where we need clutter swept out. We give you permission. We say yes to you. We renew our vow to pay whatever price is necessary for the more you want to bring. We say yes. We say yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Paris, worship team, would you jump up here real quick? She's up. As expected. As expected. Go ahead and kick it off there.
on to say, those who did that shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts. On the day I make them my jewels, my treasure. Thank you, God, that we're your treasure as you are ours. is astoundingly simple incredibly uncluttered give us everything everything you got (laughs) we love you we so absolutely love you, Jesus. We mark this day, our set. We mark this day. We mark this day. Oh, Jesus. I want to say something I hope, hope you understand. I don't, I'm not sure I know even how to say it, but I believe I've, I'm to begin to express this in this body. My role in this house is changing. It has changed. From, you know, being part of everything and 
leading everything and all that stuff. And there, there's an, another generation rising up. My time's not. I'm not saying my time's not over here. In fact, in fact, let me. Let me just, I, I, again, I don't know how to say this, but what I, what God did through me this morning is why I'm here. This is why I'm here. This is my role. Do you understand? It's not just the role of the teacher, the pastor. It's really an apostolic role. That's why I'm here. So I love the favor you give me. I love the love you extend to me. I want you to extend that to our whole team. To Ryan and Dez. Do you hear what I'm saying? There's a call on their life since they were children. But they need your favor. They need you to recognize their call in this house. As you recognize mine, as you recognize Michelle's, as you recognize everybody's call. But there's a call of leadership upon Ryan and Des for this house. But as you know, that only works if people follow. <laughs> Again, I'm not going anywhere. You can't get rid of me. <laughs> Deb and I committed our lives to this place many years ago. Said, God, only if you move us, if you call us to go somewhere else, we're not going anywhere no matter what the cost. And we knew at the time that that may mean that we would have to get jobs outside of the church to make it work. But we were committed to his presence and his call. So as people of the church, let's give our support, our yes to the leaders in this house who are called here. Thank you for doing it for me all these years, but got to move because there's even those that are following still yet not here that will step into roles into this church and we dare not be the younger the older brother of the prodigal son who when the brother came back and was elevated back to the role that he was given he goes why him Yeah? Because there's people coming. The word that, that Chris Valentin gave at the end of his message, what was it? Reinforcements are coming. That means we make room for those reinforcements because they're bringing something that we need now. There's even those within this body right now who are about to rise up. And I will tell you, if you will link yourself with the leadership of this house, Ryan has a unique ability to empower people because he doesn't care who gets the credit. And the rest of our team is the same way. All of us are looking for people to take our place. So I'm just 
Do you mind? It's okay? Yeah. I don't always know how to say things, but I hope you get my heart. We're moving forward. My doctor told me I'd live till 90. He did. Said I have a valve that won't live that long, but I've got the rest of me will live that long. Right? But that's, that's the doctor. He's got to say those things, right? But we're here. We're committed. So we say yes. Love you so very, very much. And uh, move forward. Yeah. Make it simple. Make it simple. Make it simple. It's all about him. God bless you. Thank you for your patience, all of that.